Hello and welcome to another episode of AI Buzz. My name is Nick. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Some great stories coming at you from the world of machine learning and artificial intelligence. Let's get started. Artificial intelligence is shown to be a great help to the medical field. Between diagnosing cancers and developing prescription drug treatment plans, models can digest and synthesize information at a rate that we simply cannot. AI can be an incredible help to these patients where there are hundreds of different complex features to analyze. As will be discussed coming up, artificial intelligence will be a great asset to treating those with mental health problems. A study by the Mental Health Services Administration in the United States found that 17.9% of people over the age of 18 have a mental illness. 4% have a serious mental illness. So this study was done in 2017. There was a 2018 version of the same study that found this had increased to 19.1% of adults. In any given year, almost 60% of people with a mental illness do not receive treatment. And then only 65% of those with serious mental illnesses receive services. These statistics point to the fact that there are millions of people in serious need of mental health services but are not receiving any. Additional psychiatrists won't be able to fill this gap since it's projected that there will be a significant shortage of psychiatrists by the year 2025. The American Association of Medical Colleges attributes the shortage to a number of factors. Among them, the increased awareness of mental illnesses resulting in higher numbers of those seeking treatment. Additionally, those who provide mental health services are usually reimbursed less than those treating physical ailments. So there are machine learning approaches that can step in and help. New research out of Colorado University at Boulder is based on developing a machine learning-based app that can identify one's mental status. The new app will be able to quickly figure out if a patient is struggling more than others with a mental illness. It works by asking users a series of questions over a 10-minute period. Some of the tasks include telling a story or listening to a story, two tasks that are crucial in determining one's mental state. The team compared the performance of the app to the performance of humans who are trained in detection of mental illnesses. Out of a sample of 225 total patients, half of which had mental illnesses, the mobile app did as well as the trained clinicians in detecting worsened mental state. Another study completed by Vanderbilt University researchers attempted to predict suicide risk with machine learning. The algorithm that they developed was 80% accurate for determining suicide attempts within the next two years. Detecting before these things happen can absolutely save lives. While the examples that I've discussed previously have covered the research efforts taking place for using machine learning in psychiatric treatment, there are apps that have actually been rolled out for public use. IBM is working on creating an application to monitor mental health of patients using machine learning. They first demonstrated prowess in this realm by publishing a nature paper, and they were able to show that speech features could be found through latent semantic analysis. They were able to detect psychosis with 100% accuracy in their studied sample of 34 youths. In addition to the IBM project, there's a wide array of different chatbots that specialize in talking to those in need of mental health treatment. 
Among the most popular chatbot therapists is Wobot, and the famous Andrew Enge serves on the board. The product was built by two Stanford psychologists who believe that cognitive behavioral therapy can be used as treatment for those suffering from mental illnesses. The product has been proven to be highly effective over the course of two weeks compared to a control group. They have a very nice research article that you should absolutely check out. An emerging field of healthcare is the result of the increase in wearable electronic devices. The new field, called mobile health, or mHealth for short, typically can collect data from wearable devices and be able to detect different mental illnesses such as schizophrenia, depression, or bipolar disorder. It can monitor signals such as heart rate or incoming and outgoing call frequency and then trigger a professional to intervene. A similar study from Cornell University shows numerous devices that we carry with us every day now can actually show us these indicators of mental illnesses. So, for example, the phone frequency used tied to both bipolar and depression. Also, smartwatches can monitor heart rate. These could indicate anxiety disorders or post-traumatic stress disorders. There's a building body of work that shows that artificial intelligence will be transformative to the mental health world. With the increase in those affected by mental health diseases, it's coming just in time. Fortunately, there are a slew of researchers that are studying how AI can be used to detect serious symptoms, as well as engineers who are implementing these ideas into actual startup companies. Next up. For centuries, humans have debated complex topics. Debate can be traced back to ancient Greece, where the great philosophers such as Socrates debated others in the workings of the world. The task requires that humans pull together facts from highly diverse sources and clearly articulate the points and try to convince others that they, in fact, have the better argument. Most recently, presidential candidates have been the type to debate. The invention of the television has really changed the debate in United States presidential elections. The first televised debate was between Nixon and Kennedy in 1960 and was viewed by over 66 million people. Today, television debates make or break candidates in the United States, where candidates' composure under extreme pressure is measured against opponents. Tasks such as these have traditionally been considered human endeavors. However, I'll discuss later how AI is beginning to tackle some of these things. Watson has been a work in progress by the company IBM for many years now. The IBM Watson computer system made history in 2011 when it defeated Brad Rutter as well as Ken Jennings to take the million-dollar prize in Jeopardy. Behind the scenes, Watson packs some serious hardware and is an incredible engineering feat. The key innovation and driver behind its speed and diversity of tasks is the ability to parallel compute. The hardware itself is no joke. Watson is essentially 90 IBM servers tied together with a combined 2800 process threads and 16 terabytes of RAM. Funny enough, there's just 4 terabytes of hard drive space, meaning there's 4 times as much RAM as hard drive space. Watson is exploring completely new domains in addition to Jeopardy. The tool will be used by ESPN to enhance fantasy football predictions. It's going to enable more accurate facts for users as well as better predicted scores of players. 
This adds to the wide domain of tasks that Watson is tackling. Perhaps one of the newest developments with IBM Watson is Project Debater. So IBM's working on Project Debater, which is a highly competent AI that can understand human speech and develop intelligent responses back to humans in a debate. IBM and Watson had a face-off in February 2019 against the winner of the 2012 European debate. The topic that was discussed was subsidies that are applied to preschools. In preparation for the February debate, IBM trained the Project Debater AI on over 10 billion sentences, mainly taken from newspapers as well as research journals. Key to the task was that each side was given 15 minutes to prepare. Watson, just like a human, likely benefited from as much time as possible to be able to sift through all of that data and information that it had at its disposal. After 10 minutes of debate on each side, the audience crowned the human as the winner of the debate. The defeat highlighted the intricacies present in a task such as debate and how hard it is for a machine to master some of the traits that can make humans so skilled at it. Recently, IBM came back for revenge. The IBM team brought back Project Debater to the University of Cambridge just nine months after the first showdown. At the University of Cambridge, Watson debated a human on the dangers of AI, ironically enough. Watson had two opening statements where it took opposing sides. The first statement was a pro-AI argument, and the second was against AI. The machine learned traits and patterns from over 1,100 human submissions and then debated different viewpoints on the topic. At the end, the audience was polled to see who was swayed more. And the result was that a majority, by just a very tiny margin, was that humans were swayed to believe AI will ultimately be beneficial to society. This project marks one of the first applications of IBM's crowdsource decision-making. The platform allows users to share their arguments and create narratives from both positive and negative viewpoints and give fresh perspectives that might not have been apparent at the start. On the IBM Project Debater website, there's an option to upload your speech regarding whether AI will do more harm than good. As of this writing, there are 1,179 submissions. After submitting a speech, Watson will digest the composite amounts of arguments that will make up your speech and then compare them to its existing library of themes that it has compiled from other speeches. Definitely check out the, the live Project Debater webpage. The interface allows discovery of full composite speeches for and against AI. The arguments are very complete and certainly are convincing. My favorite part of the project is that the, there are themes that Watson chose to omit in the final computation of its speeches. So that webpage shows the main theme as well as similar themes that are saying the same thing as well as ones that are omitted. Artificial intelligence is advancing to an, a point that's human-like in many domains. As detailed in this article, IBM Watson has demonstrated that it can defeat humans in a game such as Jeopardy that requires a combination of sheer knowledge as well as tact and human understanding. Additionally, perhaps even more complex, Watson can even learn to debate human topics and do extremely well. 
As demonstrated for one of the first times on record, an AI was able to sway a human audience to its point of view. Next up. The world of politics is complicated, to say the least. There are so many huge issues that the United States is currently facing, and no easy solutions to most of them. However, perhaps one of the biggest problems facing the United States is artificial intelligence. This problem is not receiving enough attention from regulators who wish to turn a blind eye to it. The United States is getting on board with AI regulation, however. The American Artificial Intelligence Initiative was signed into law in February 2019. The initiative provides guidelines for advancing the technology, as well as training citizens on how to adjust to the new entrance of AI into the workforce. Additionally, there are provisions that show how the privacy of American citizens will be protected so that trust is maximized in the AI. The initiative brings up a great point with the public trusting AI, and it's a battle that needs to be won through examples of AI consistently being beneficial for the country. Another provision of the American AI initiative is that there must be international work completed in AI regulation. This is another huge thing that the initiative got right, in my opinion. On March 19, 2019, the website AI.gov was created in order to track and document AI-related initiatives and progress. Along with this, the Department of Defense has recently released their AI strategy. In the summary, they propose a rough outline for the principles that they want to ensure are covered as AI continues to develop. In addition, the United States has established the Joint Artificial Intelligence Center, which will work to safely develop artificial intelligence for the purposes of defense. The center now has over 60 government employees working, and continued funding is limited, and lawmakers in Washington keep restricting the amount of money that the center can receive. There will soon be guidance from the federal government on how companies should develop certain types of AI, however, so stay tuned for that. The United States currently supports the G20 AI principles that were developed after a meeting in Japan earlier this year. An example of the guidance put forth is that artificial intelligence will be developed by sharing good practices and experience amongst countries. The United States recognizes that the implications for keeping up with other countries from a military standpoint are immense. The federal government is tapping the National Institute of Standards and Technology to begin creating regulations against AI. President Trump required NIST to create a plan to defend against AI agent attacks from other countries in February 2019. With all the development of artificial intelligence in the government and the military, there's a lot of opposition. A large number of well-known scientists, entrepreneurs, and researchers signed a petition to the United Nations that would limit the development of autonomous machines that are designed to kill. So there's some very complicated issues that need to be worked out. Even though it's quite a ways off, there's some talk about regulation against artificial general intelligence. One of the proposals being discussed right now is an AI kill switch. Such a switch would allow lawmakers to essentially put a stop to AI that got out of control. Artificial general intelligence scenarios consistently discussed, but the kill switch is really the only plausible way that we know of right now 
that could foreseeably stop the spread of a superintelligent AI. There's also a lot of talk about regulating facial recognition technology, the implications being a reduction in privacy and mistrust of AI. Facial recognition technology can rapidly identify people given the chance. California has become one of the first states to explicitly ban the technology. The bill will remain in effect for three years that they passed and will not apply to stationary cameras, just body cameras that police wear. Alongside California are Oregon and New Hampshire, who already have a ban on the facial recognition technology in body cameras. A very scary application of AI is in deepfakes. Deepfakes hit the internet most notably in November 2017. And at first, amusement set in and people were, were dumbfounded how others could be made to say seemingly crazy things. In an attempt to curb the effect of deepfakes, Google opened the doors on a huge training set of deepfakes that are supposed to give developers the tools that they need to spot deepfakes. Hilariously enough, this backfired in a huge way because it turned out that it was really, really hard to spot deepfakes. China is among the countries that are trying to curb the use of deepfakes. This month, they've rolled out new rules for distributing faked online content. The production and distribution of fake content will now be considered a criminal offense in China starting January 1st, 2020. The Cyberspace Administration of China states that the continued use of deepfakes could endanger national security. Here in the United States, many fear that the presidential election that will take place in 2020 will be influenced by deepfakes. The introduction of deepfakes could alter the political landscape of a candidate by making it appear that something was said that simply was not. Internet companies as a whole are preparing to fight the deepfake battle. Companies such as Facebook are intentionally making deepfakes in order to build a training set that will allow AI to determine if an image or video is, in fact, a deepfake. Facebook is going to release this deepfake training set at the end of 2019 at one of the most prominent artificial intelligence conferences, they say. This is a very scary concept since it's essentially pitting two AIs against each other and then seeing which one will win. What if the generator is better than the AI that's supposed to be detecting? Those in charge of regulating AI certainly have some work ahead of them. There's absolutely no right answer at this time. As many experts state, we can't conceive of how highly advanced AI could behave. Many different types of attacks can be orchestrated by an AI, including deepfakes or serving as a surveillance system and drones that can kill. There have even been attempts to try and get Congress educated about the dangers of AI through highly specialized training programs. Some say that much more is needed and that we need to take much more drastic measures such as pooling our collective data with other countries, such as China, in order to develop a more universal training set. While artificial intelligence is an exciting field, there's a lot of ongoing problems that are going to be continually needed to be looked at. Well, that's about all I have for today. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of AI Buzz. My name is Nick, coming back at you very soon with more stories in the world of machine learning and artificial intelligence. That's about it. Have a good day. Bye.